0: Hey folks, welcome to the Baseball Rewind. Where we bring you baseball facts, stories, and sprinkling game highlights and interviews that the player actually played in or gave. And on January 19, 1945, Media reports that Stan, the man Musual, will enlist in the US military for duty in World War II. Musual will miss the entire 1945 season before returning to the cards in 1946. January 19th and Stan Musual's life was a busy day. Also in 1949, Musial announced that he had purchased half the interest in the former 66 Cafe that was operated by Julius Biggie. The restaurant at 6434 Chippewa would eventually be known as Stan Musial and Biggie's. Stan said in his ever Stan way that the National League reigning MVP and batting champ was going to be too busy during the baseball season to be involved. Musial was greatly admired and respected by everyone in and around baseball. He was one of the most popular players to ever don a Major League Baseball uniform, and since big league ball wasn't played any further west than the city of St. Louis until the Dodgers and Giants moved there in 1958, he was a hero to virtually every young boy who lived beyond the banks of the Mississippi River during the 40s and 50s. The Cardinal outfielder's warm, unpretentious, easygoing manner also made him a favorite of teammates and opponents alike. His popularity was further enhanced by his greatness he displayed on the ball field, a greatness that enabled him to win seven batting championships, three National League MVP awards during his amazing 22-year career with the Cardinals. Now, sadly, also on January 19th in 2013, Stan will pass away. And now, in discussing Mutual's legacy on ESPN's spot. In discussing Musual's legacy on ESPN's Sports Century, Bob Costas noted he didn't hit a home run in his last at-bat. He had a single. He didn't hit in 56 straight games or marry Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> I got that out. He married his high school sweetheart and stayed married to her for his entire life. He didn't play with the sheer joy and style that goes alongside Willie Mays' name. None of those easy things are there to associate with Stan Musual. All Musial represented is more than two decades of sustained excellence and complete decency as a human being. Couldn't agree more with Bob Costas there. Sam Musial was a wonderful human being. I'm going to give you a, a interview that he gave in 1949 to the American League Baseball Association. And I'm going to do that after this quick announcement. Folks, before we jump into today's highlights, I just have to ask you, do you want to put 50 years of baseball history in your pocket? I know what you're thinking, it's not going to fit. But it really will because it's all in audio format. These are lost pieces of baseball history told to you from baseball cathedrals. They're, They're told to you by icons of the game from Red Barber, Ernie Howell, to Harry Carey. I get goosebumps personally listening to these games and even thinking about the interviews and what these players are going to share with me. I know what you're thinking. Is this AI? Are there bots? Is there some magic potion here that are making these things appear? And I'm telling you, they're not. These games are real. They were done by real people at that specific moment in time. All the iconic moments, the interviews, none of it's reproduced. None of it's AI. It's all real, but done again by real people. If you want to check them out, uh, there's a free intro offer. Jump on over to VintageBaseballReflections.com. And there's over 2,500 audio clips and games for you to put in your pocket, take on walks with you, hang around the fireplace and listen, put them on the porch, invite some friends over. However you want to listen, you're going to be able to listen in these amazing moments in baseball history. Use this coupon this day for a special gift at the checkout.
1: Hello again, everybody. This is Harry Carey speaking for American Legion Junior Baseball. And today we're all set to bring you a dugout interview with a former Legion player who is now one of the brightest stars in the major leagues. We're talking to you from the dugout of the St. Louis Cardinals in Sportsman's Park, where three world championship pennants have flown in the last seven years. The Cardinals have made baseball history time and time again because of their dash and fire and their willingness to take that extra base. But speaking of extra bases... There's a young man standing here beside me who in 1948 led all other major league players in extra base hits. In fact, he led both leagues in total hits, doubles, triples, total bases, and his 376 batting average was also tops. And you fans know by now that I'm talking about Stan Musial, who many experts regard as the greatest hitter in the game today. Stan, give us a word. What are the Cardinals going to do about taking this 1949 National League pennant?
2: Well, Harry, I know it's going to be awful tough. We have some great competition from the other clubs this year and uh, Boston and New York and Pittsburgh all strength along with Chicago and Philadelphia. It's going to be a good good race. But our club uh, is uh, well fortified and, and well conditioned this year for this coming season. I know that we're going to give a good count of ourselves and uh, we'll be right up in there all the season, I'm sure. In fact, uh, for the Cardinals, they're always up in there, no
1: matter what, Stan? Year in, year out, the Cardinals are always that contender.
2: Yes, we've been there very fortunate in the last eight or ten years. We've always been one, two. Uh, Stan, you know, everybody
1: knows of you as a great hitter, but some of the people might have forgotten the fact that you first came into organized baseball as a pitcher.
2: That's right. I uh, pitched for three, uh, three years in uh, organized baseball. Uh, although uh, I was a wild pitcher, I... Uh, I didn't have much confidence on him mound, and I always could hit fairly well. And I thought someday, well, I would turn into be becoming an outfielder, which uh, which uh, happened. Uh, was it an accident that, that happened you becoming an outfielder instead of a pitcher, Stan? That's right. Harry. I played outfield uh, one day down in Daytona, uh, Daytona Beach, Florida, and I came in on a shoestring catch and fell on my arm, and my arm is, uh, has never been the same since. Well, then uh, they made an outfielder out of you, and it didn't take you long to get up to the big league, did it? That's right. In 1941, I, I was switched to the outfield, and uh, Ollie Vanek at uh, Springfield, Missouri took me as a right fielder. I was hitting very well there for two months of the season. I was uh, sent to Rochester for two more months, and then finally brought up in the, with the Cardinals the last two weeks of the season in 1941. I
1: suppose when you were pitching and you hurt your shoulder there for a moment, you must have been a little bit disappointed and discouraged, thinking possibly that your career might be ended, Stan.
2: Yes, that's right. You know, Harry, if you don't have a good arm in baseball, why, uh, you don't, they don't give you much of a chance, especially if you're a youngster, so I was pretty well discouraged. But I had uh, a good friend and manager, Dickie Kerry, who convinced me that, uh, that I could uh, become an outfielder because of my hitting along with Bert Shotten of the Brooklyn Club, uh, who thought the same way. In other words, Stan,
1: even the game's greatest stars have had some tough hurdles to overcome on their way to their success.
2: That's right. That's right, Harry. You must uh, work hard and uh, take love, uh, a, take a love and interest in the game early, and uh, you must work hard and practice to get ahead. Uh, speaking of taking an interest in the game early, I understand you started in as a Legion ball player, Stan. That's right, Harry. When I was 14 years old, I played uh, American Legion ball back in my hometown of Denora, Pennsylvania, and uh, we had a, a fairly good. Fairly good team, and played a lot of games for a Legion team. Harry, what do you think of this Legion uh, baseball program, Stan? Well, Harry, um, American Legion uh, baseball program is very good because it gives a boy a chance to play ball, and uh, it takes him to other cities and other tournaments, and he competes against uh, boys of his own age. And uh, it's a very good, a very good program, Harry. And
1: I know I'm glad to hear that you're all for it. And, of course, the major leagues have so many of the American Legion Junior Baseball Program graduates playing in the big leagues today.
2: That's right, Harry. Uh, it's, it's a fine program. I'm sure that, uh, that the professional baseball is for the American Legion program. Well, uh, Stan, thank you so much.
1: And may your magnificent career continue for many more years. And may you lead the St. Louis Cardinals to a National League pennant in 1949. Uh, thank you, Harry. Well, friends, this is Harry Carey reminding you now that we'll be back from time to time with more Diamond interviews with baseball's brightest stars presented in the interest of the 22nd season of American Legion Junior Baseball. So long.